0: You know, I find it funny that so many people nationally have been hammering OU fans saying, get over it, guys. God, get past it. Move on. It's sports. These things happen. God, we're just sitting there all day just talking about Lincoln Riley and calling him names and all this. Well, I I think OU fans were. Everyone here is – all focused up on the spring game this weekend, kind of the official start to the Brent Venables era. And then this sociopath releases this article today, Parker Thune. I I just find it odd, I guess, that everyone across the country tells OU to move on and forget about it. And four months after the fact, Lincoln Riley finally releases an article today that basically said nothing at all. But he releases an article trying to change the narrative on what actually happened during that entire process. Well, I don't think he's
1: necessarily trying to change the narrative. I think he's just standing by the same narrative that he's maintained this entire time, which obviously is an altered version of the truth. There's absolutely no universe in which Lincoln Riley's account of events is reality. Does he still
0: think everyone around here is stupid? Because he sure acted like everyone was stupid at the uh, press conference every uh, single week, saying, hey, you guys don't know. But trust me, we're close. Like You guys don't know. You guys t- can't see it on the inside. But trust me, we're close. He was lying to you then. I, I, I don't know. I, I know you guys talked about it for two consecutive hours. It's just so odd. Nothing was accomplished here today. Why do you do this now? Is it because Austin Stogner said what he said last week? Because of what Spencer Rattler said last week, uh, is he getting negatively recruited uh, with? Over, I, I, don't, I, I don't know. I, but there's not a real logical answer as to why this happened today. And
1: it just kind of leaves us saying, what are, you, what are you doing? It's all a control mechanism. That's all it is. He wants to be in control. He wants to control the narrative. And he wants to play with people's heads. And he wants to make sure that he stays there rent-free. He also wants to make sure that his account of the truth is perpetuated. And especially after Spencer Rattler and Austin Stogner did that interview on ESPN, and especially after Isaiah Thomas went and did that interview with R.J. Young, and especially before Baker Mayfield is about to be honored for his achievements at the University of Oklahoma at the spring game this Saturday, Lincoln Riley wants everybody to know, I'm still here. I'm still here. Pay attention to me. And he
0: blatantly lied again. I mean, he really would have us believe that this whole decision came within a couple of hours, Parker. I just, there, in no reality, there's no way that that's reality. That that situation does not exist. You don't just decide in the wee hours of the morning after a two-hour, uh, what was it, Zoom call, that you decide to leave and pack up the entire family and move two time zones away. That, that, that doesn't happen. But we all know he's full of it. It's fine. Whatever. OU's moved on. Better days are ahead, at least I think. I would like to know um, what the text line thinks of this. Like, if they read the article, what was their big takeaway from it? 405-651-3439. Let he's us know a on the sociopath, man.
1: That's that's the first reaction we got. That's a pretty that's good start. He's a, a sociopath. Starter. Tebow doing PR repair. This is what you say when you leave not four months later. Muleshoe is like the husband who leaves his wife for another woman, thinking his wife will never find someone better, only to learn that she has found someone better, and the woman for whom he left his wife is not quite as attractive as he thought. Uh, Then there's the
0: uh, top one that maybe we can't read, but I'll just go ahead and tell you that that's not positive either. (laughs) Are, Are there people nationally gushing uh, about this article saying wow what a great view of how this whole situation was handled and what it was like no
1: no everybody's like what the hell is this okay good that's what i like everybody's to hear. like why did you elect to publish this because you're not saying anything you haven't already said and repeated as a matter of fact you're giving people all the same boilerplate crap that you've been giving them for four months regarding your departure
0: yeah he didn't do himself any like favors here like what whatsoever in the eyes of OU fans I think in the eyes of you know normal thinking college football fans I don't think anyone came away from this article saying you know what that was a great article that was great insight. he finally came forward with some more truths about what really happened no Parker I everyone just saying yeah he's more full of crap than I thought he was
1: that this did him no good whatsoever No, it was a terrible, terrible maneuver. Whether it was his idea or his agent's idea or his publicist's idea, I don't freaking know. All I know is that it was entirely unnecessary to go and write this. It didn't tell anybody anything that they didn't already know. And it just makes... It just makes him look even stupider than he already looks.
0: Yeah, sounds like one of my essays in college, a lot of words didn't really say much. I thought the same thing. The word count was high. I don't know if the Players' Tribune said, hey, uh, we need a 950 word (laughs) count on this one. But that's what it was. A lot of words there, but no real substance whatsoever.
1: No real substance. Back to the text line. The takeaway is he thought he could control the narrative and is figuring out that folks aren't buying his crap anymore. Cowherd said it was the best article
0: ever. Oh written. God! Of course, of course he did. <laughs> the question no one is asking: So are we to assume that USC, watching OU lose to OSU that Saturday night, all of a sudden said, "That's pure, man," or "That's our man"? I'm guessing.
1: Oh. Yeah, that's 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 a good point too. Back to the text line for a guy who claimed he didn't enjoy being in the spotlight in Norman. He sure is thrusting himself in the hey, spotlight every chance he no gets. No kidding, huh? Been on game day and ESPN, now writing this, becoming Cowturd's BFF. I don't believe
0: for one second that he actually wrote this. By the way, I uh, I'm not buying that one, Parker. I don't know who wrote this story or who published it, whatever. I'm sure that there was some sort of an interview with Muleshoe to get some quotes, but I'm not believing for one second he typed this one out on Microsoft Word and uh, put it out. Yeah,
1: no shot. Chase in Orange County says, Liars speak in generalities, not in specifics, and Muleshoe is a bona fide politician. You know, I do think that this
0: is another instance, and there's been several since uh, he left OU, but it's instances like this where I think the fan base says, thank God. And whether you think that he was a good football coach or not, like this type of guy is not really who you want to necessarily associate yourself with, right? Especially something like the OU football program. Like we're seeing the real differences between, hey, kind of a soy boy, a softie, right? In a real, legitimate, genuine dude, in Brent Venables, like the way that those two guys conduct themselves, conduct a program, Parker. This is just another thing where I think people laugh about it, they roll their eyes about it, they call him a liar, but it's seriously like, thank God this dude isn't isn't here anymore. It sucked for about a thirty-six, forty-eight hour period, but my God, we're in a better situation now.
1: Yeah, the the week of the coaching hire was one of the most – it was the most draining week of my life. Ever since then, it's been like, okay, well, this is the new normal. Like, no no OU fan is sad that he left. No, no. No OU fan is reading that article with tears streaming down their face saying, Lincoln, Lincoln, I miss you. Uh, Yeah. No, I'm convinced,
0: dude. And and I know that there's some out there that think, well – OU fans don't actually love this Brent Vittables hire. They're just all talking themselves into loving this hire. That's, that's maybe one of the worst takes I've heard all offseason because I believe, Parker, that you can be the most positive fan. You can be the most negative fan. You could be the fan that's kind of right there in between. I don't think that there's one OU fan out there. I don't think there's one OU fan that would trade the old coach for the new coach.
1: I, I don't think that there's a fan out there that would. And especially, see, if you posed that question to folks 6 months ago before Mule Shoe left. If you'd asked them, would you trade Mule Shoe for Brent Venables? You probably would have had some division. But I think if you'd told fans you can trade the old staff for this new staff as a whole, if you'd looped in all the analysts and the high-profile assistants such as Todd Bates and Jay Valai, yeah, even before Muleshoe left, I don't think any fan would have said, no, 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 no I, like, I like what yeah. we got going here. But even
0: when you're saying six months ago, so that's when Muleshoe was still the head coach. And if yes. you offered a swap for Brent Venables, yeah, there would still be some people that would say, I'll take my chance on that hire. Yeah. Sure. And now, um, what is it, on uh, on April 20th, I, I think it's 100% across the board, every OU fan's like, yeah, we got the better end of this deal. Are you kidding me? Yeah. It's not perceived that way nationally. It's not that perceived that way nationally at all. But locally here, with people who are actually paying attention to the situation, they're saying, yeah. But really, who's important? And this one I can't be so sure of. Like, I, I get a pretty good pulse of what the fan base thinks doing the show and reading the text line every single day. I don't, I'm not in the locker room, Parker. So I'm not talking to these guys on an everyday basis. I don't know what the player's vibe is, but man, like if I had to venture a guess. Based on what they've said and kind of the reactions this offseason, the remaining guys from last year, I don't even—I think those dudes would trade uh, the new coach for
1: the old coach.
0: Just a feeling I get. I could be wrong in some circumstances, but I think for the most part, I'm probably right if I had to guess.
1: Yeah. Back to the text line. One listener from the Lawton area says, If he wanted attention from this article, he's getting plenty of it right now. Spring game is three days away. Boomer.
0: Yeah, a lot of negative attention here. Hey, right, we can turn our attention back to the
1: spring. Somebody day. asked no what are the odds that. there is a negative Lincoln Riley chant on Saturday?
0: Yeah, so um as hilarious as that would be, OU would get made fun of if they if they did that. Um I think the focus has to be the focus has gotta be the new staff, the new coach. It's Baker's Day. It would be hilarious. Would I join in? Yeah, probably. Honestly, but let's just go ahead and move forward now with, with the spring game. Hey. I, I don't think you got to make that day about him.
1: Hey, Steely's going to be there though, so maybe oh, he's he, going to lead it. Maybe he, he tips back one too many and starts riling the fans <laughs> up with the FU mule shoe" chant.
0: Like I said, I will join in if uh, if Steely wants to start it. I just let's let's just um, let's make it Baker's Day and uh, the official start of the Brent Venables era. That's all I'm saying.
1: Last text before we hit a break from the Air Comfort Solutions text line. Prepare yourself for a follow-up to this article. This just days before Baker in our spring game, Muleshoe wants to remind us that he was a factor in Baker's rise to power. Then he will shame us as fans for waiting too late to show up. He will claim that this is the fan base he wanted and expected. He'll claim this program was toxic because we were spoiled. Mule Shoe and Cowherd are setting themselves up to crap on our spring game. <laughs> well, that's fine. I, I'll uh, let you go ahead and guess who's going to have the bigger crowd.
0: Now they got the bigger platform. What are they on? ESPN, SC on Saturday. Herb Streets going to going to be out there for it, but. Yeah, the, the the crowd size it will not be will not
1: be. Close. Oh, I lied! I lied one more. Mule releases an article the day after Cowherd tags OU in a tweet. Man, why can't these OU fans? I move know, on?
0: right? Seriously, I yes, thank you for that. Everyone else telling to move on, guys. Come on, I. What are we supposed to do when it's uh, an article is written in the Players Tribune four months after the fact? Give me a break with that crap. By the way, Baker Mayfield coming on the station at uh, 5 o'clock today. Hey, now. Be sure to uh, tune in for that one. I don't know if we're going to ask him about this whole situation. Oh, I boy. I, I don't know. I feel uh, like you have to, Tyler.
1: This is this is your journalistic duty
0: right here. Yeah, Keep it coming on the Air Comfort Solutions text line, 405-651-3439. Our buddy Travis Davidson joining us at 2.35 today. But We'll talk more football, more curtain on the other side. We're the Homeless Sooner fans. It's the ref. Locked in with McComas and Thune on the ref. We're inside the Brown O'Haver Studios. Air Coverage Solutions text line, 405-651-3439. Uh, someone just texted in, I don't like Lincoln Riley, and that was it. So, very, very nice, yes.
1: I, there's a lot of those going up It reminds up today. me of that Kansas fan holding the I am sad sign. Yeah, right.
0: Uh, let's give away a couple spring game tickets. Uh, oh. Baker Mayfield, I told you last segment, coming up today at 5 o'clock on The Rush. Uh, first person to tell me who caught Baker Mayfield's uh, first touchdown pass at OU, I'll send uh, two free spring game tickets Ooh. their way. Baker Mayfield's first touchdown pass,
1: offhand, I don't know if I know this one. I would not have, um, I would not have guessed this actually. Really? That would have yeah. been against Akron in 2015. Right?
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I won't. I could give you a massive hint here. I, I won't. I'll just wait until the uh, the text line pops off. But uh, yeah, who caught his first touchdown pass? People are Googling the 2015 season right now, trying to find the answer. I don't know. Hmm, okay, why? Well <laughs> Maybe not the obvious answer that uh, that you think here when you think of 2015. Uh, no, not Sterling Shepard, Text line. Think uh, think a little bit past that. Hey, uh, good news today in the recruiting world. The number two ranked linebacker, Todd Bowles' son, is going to visit OU again. What he visited. Uh, Norman a few weeks ago, and the number 2 back are now going to
1: visit uh, sometime soon here in the future, Parker. Yeah, Troy Bulls, one of the most athletic overall prospects in the class of 2023, and I think it'd be interesting to see how this one shakes out. Rutger is very much in play because his older brother is there. Oh, we got a winner on the Air yeah. Comfort Solutions text line. Yeah. Dede Westbrook. Yeah, yeah, 4704. DD is
0: a very well-known name. Uh, of course, he won the Blitnikoff, but... Uh, you think? Wait, hang
1: on. This is the same person that won the t- that won the tickets yesterday. <laughs> All right. Well, we got to give it to
0: someone else then. So there okay, we got seventy three sixty nine. You are you are the winner, Joe, and in, in uh, Gavelston. Hope, hope Joe is, can make it up for the game on Saturday. Yeah, Shep is the first wide receiver that comes to mind in twenty fifteen. Dee won the uh, Blitnikoff the the next year, but. Uh, yeah, there were Mark Andrews on there. Ripkowski was a guest on there. He was already in the NFL by he, then. Yeah. Uh, Grant Calcaterra was a guest. Nick Basquin was a guest. It, it took us a little bit before we, before we finally I got know. to. Uh, I know. Took a little bit
1: longer than I would Jeff have expected. Jeff Bedette was a guest. Yeah, yeah, Jeff Bedette was at Kentucky that year. You guys are all
0: over the board this time. Yeah.
1: Okay. Dang. Okay. Well. But, yeah,
0: Troy Bowles is uh, going to be on another visit here. That's that's big.
1: Yeah, so uh, getting Troy Bowles back on campus uh, is going to be big for Oklahoma, especially because that's exactly the type of guy, right, linebacker from the state of Florida, high-profile linebacker from the state of Florida at that. That's the type of player that you're going to start cultivating the expectation that Brent Venables is going to be in it till the very end for. And if he doesn't come to Oklahoma – it won't be for lack of effort and consideration on his part as well. So, yeah, I would think that visit to OU in June will be an official. That is my expectation. Uh, at this point, there's really no in- clear indication of where Troy Bulls is leaning, though. So. Yeah.
0: yeah, he was recently on an Ohio State visit, I think. So he's kind of he's doing his round. Sounds like Alabama, uh, go figure, every guy that we mention Alabama is in on at this time. But Bam will be in on this uh, on this Troy Bowles recruitment again. Number two ranked linebacker according to twenty four seven Sports. I know we were going to wait to get into this uh, when Travis joins us next segment. But we got so many texts about it right now. We'll get back into it with Travis because he's going to have uh, a unique perspective on it. But spent a lot of the show yesterday, the entire first segment, talking about Cole Adams, yeah. uh, three star wide receiver out of Owasso, four star. Comp- we'll just call him a four star wide receiver. Yeah, no, out he, of he's a four star. Um, visit a campus yesterday, does he officially have the offer?
1: What, what's the situation look like right Uh, now? Uh, no, he doesn't. Why not? Your guess is as good as mine, Tyler. I, I have no earthly idea
0: at this point. I thought for sure, man, that they invite him on campus
1: yesterday and he leaves with that offer. Well, what Cole told me in the aftermath is that they've kind of tabled things until spring ball. Which i was just like, why? Why are you waiting till spring ball? Like, what is going to change or drastically affect your opinion of Cole Adams between now and next month? Like what? Like, uh, Owasso spring ball? Yeah. When does Owasso spring ball start? They they they, s- they want to see him uh, move around and, and play. I I, I he, have no idea, man. I have no idea. It does it like it doesn't add up at this point.
0: Well, I I mean I think the the best guess off of the information that we have, is they just... There's only one explanation to me, Parker. And maybe I'm wrong, but it just feels like they're not real sure if they like him enough to be a scholarship wide receiver. It's what it feels like to me. Now, you and I can sit here and, you know, agree or disagree with OU's assessment of him, but if they really liked him, if they really wanted him as one of their top priorities at wide receiver it's just it's as simple enough they'd offer him by now
1: especially when they offered anthony evans last week on his visit the uh, three star out of converse judson who's committed to arkansas right now so they offered a lower rated prospect who is committed elsewhere before they offered cole adams and they play the same position. What's uh, what's his height and what? Like, is he a lot bigger than than Cole Adams? Uh, not significantly bigger, no. And the speed is comparable. Anthony Evans is probably a little bit faster. I, I don't know. There,
0: I, I don't know if they're just like hung up on the size. Cole Adams is listed <laughs> at five ten, but that's I. Is that not what the the information is telling telling us at this point? Because I, I
1: honestly don't know what it is. I, I don't know either. I don't think anyone knows because the narrative for the longest time and something I was told talking to many many folks that are tied into that situation is that as soon as he gets on campus he's getting the offer well now he's been on campus and he doesn't have the offer that's pretty telling yesterday though that he no, it was is there without is. the offer it is and I think OU is in danger of shooting themselves in the foot if they haven't already. Yeah, in this recruitment, because yeah, if, you, totally. if you want him, offer him. If not, just don't. Just don't like move on. Recruit other wide receivers if you don't want him, because he's got enough offers elsewhere that if you keep kicking the can down the road, at a certain point, it's like okay, is it he'll even just worth it to Bama. Yeah, he'll just commit to. Is it even worth it to try I, to recruit this guy? Like, is Bama like in terms of offers that he has?
0: I, like, I at least get the feel that OU or, like, Cole Adams is at least, like, holding out a little bit to see, like, all right, OU, are you going to offer? I, I, I'm kind of – I'm waiting for this offer. I want this offer. Are you going to, to offer? Like, But in terms of committable offers does he have, is there anyone close to Alabama in his recruitment at this point?
1: No. No. I mean, and if, you, if I'm him, shoot, if I got a committable offer to Alabama. See you. And OU won't give me the time of day. I guess they're giving him the time of day, but they won't offer me? Shoot. Yeah, I'm going to Tuscaloosa cuz I'm going to win a national championship there. No player that's played 4 full years under Nick Saban at Alabama has not won a national championship. It's not it's
0: not a, a bad number 2 option if that's what he thought Bama was going to be initially.
1: I I think more than anything else, you know, in in having conversations with Cole over the last couple of months, It seems apparent to me that he wants to go through the process, take his officials, and make sure he's making the right decision. But Alabama's the leader in the clubhouse right now. And can Oklahoma step up and challenge Bama with an offer? I think they can. But the more you drag your feet and the more time you waste here, the less likely that scenario is. Let's get to the text line. Tommy says, any thoughts that
0: it's known between BV and Adams that an offer is coming? I hope so. Well, I mean, again, but if it's known between the two that an offer is coming, why not just offer him yesterday? Like what are you what are you waiting on here? Like why like you've slow played it enough, Parker. Why do you continue to slow play an offer even if that's true that it's known between the two parties it's gonna happen? I don't know. I feel like Oklahoma just burned the bridge. He's moving on, IMO. That's Kendall. Uh, they want to see Cole Adams in person. Why is it that hard to understand? Adams is short. He better be lightning in a bottle for this level. Evans is two inches taller.
1: I mean, they they saw Adams in person, right? Like, they saw him yesterday. So, I guess maybe they want to watch him on the field? <laughs> I, and I kind of get it, I guess. But still, you've met the kid. You know what type of person he is. You've seen the tape. You've seen the offers he has elsewhere. Why are you holding out to see him in spring ball?
0: It, could this be a situation where Adams wanted to commit but still visited Bama? Well, no. I mean, if he had an offer, maybe. But I don't think him visiting Alabama – uh, OU would not offer the kid. I mean OU would offer the kid regardless if he's still visiting places or not. So it's it's it is uh turned into Parker the oddest developments and maybe even the most interesting storyline of the entire 2023 class.
1: I know it really has. Like we have probably talked more about Cole Adams on this show than any other individual recruit. And he doesn't even have an offer hey, from no.
0: OU. <laughs> He doesn't have an offer, and he may not even come play for OU. But you're right. We haven't talked about m- one individual recruit like we talked about this guy. All right, well, we'll ask our uh, buddy Travis Davidson coming up next what info that he has on the situation. I'll, I'm also going to ask him what he thought about this uh, Lincoln Riley article on the Players' Tribune. S- stay locked in. It is locked in with McComas and Thune on the ref. Keep the text coming, 405-651-3439. More to come next. Oh yeah, every Wednesdays at 2.35, we get to talk to our buddy Travis Davidson up the Turnpike in Tulsa. He's actually going to be in Norman this weekend, though, uh, co-hosting the post-game show with me from Yo Pablo from 5 to 7 after the spring game. Jordan Evans is going to swing by as a special guest. Travis, what's going on, man? First off, are you okay? After yesterday, you got in a a little bit of a car wreck.
2: Yeah, yeah, it was, uh, I'm, I'm good, just a little bit of whiplash, and, uh, uh, hit my face on the steering wheel, so that, Yikes, that wasn't man. great. But, yeah, some kid was on his phone behind me while I was at a, a stoplight and just came up, just never even looked up. But I'm all good. It's nothing that's going to keep me out of Norman this weekend, that's for sure.
0: Uh, I was told to ask what you're wearing for the spring game this weekend. Oh, no.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, um, for those of you that follow me on Twitter may have seen my shirt that I wore to the Thunder game that said go to the spring game. Um, I'm considering getting a, a similar shirt made that just says "Offer Cole Adams." <laughs> yes,
0: you do it. Uh, that'd be amazing. I fully support that. Oh, yeah, Tra-
1: uh, Travis, what's up? Like, why, why doesn't Cole Adams have the OU offer? What's your take on all of this?
2: Man, I just, I, I don't know what what seems to be so complicated about it. It, you know, the the word is, you know, he's in campus and repairing any type of. You know, relationship that may have been seen as as not great looks like they're all on the same page, and the offer is going to come sometime during spring ball if he keeps up the good work. That I don't know. That it it seems like we're really making this more complicated than it needs to be.
0: Um, where's Cole's head at with all this? Is if the offer is going to come later this spring? Is is he cool with that? Is he going to keep his options open, or like at this point, is he just like you know what I'll I'll just go to Alabama and call it good?
2: I mean, you can't ever rule out Alabama. That's for sure, and that's that's the sentiment uh, among some of the other nine one eight guys I talked to. Some of the more highly rated nine one eight guys I talked to is, "Hey, man, that Alabama offer, you know, it's 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 tempting for anybody because of just the proven proven uh, product, you know." So, uh, but no, I think uh, when that when that offer does come, and I fully believe that it is coming soon. Um, yeah, I, I think OU still very much in it, and uh, probably very much near the top.
1: All right, Travis, opinions on Lincoln Riley's tell-all, or should I say tell-nothing, in the Players' Tribune this morning.
2: Man, I he, – he just continues to, to stick to this lie, and he was really vague about it, so maybe he's not considering it a lie. He does that from time to time, like when he says, I won't be the coach at LSU, <laughs> and then we go, oh, cool, so you're saying, well, I never said that, so – so he has a, a history of this, as we've seen, um, but, you know, he admits to having a little bit of guilt and sadness and wishes he would have handled it differently, but the timeline is what bugs me. We have the L.A. Times reporting in September of 2021 when USC first uh, began talks with Lincoln Riley. Uh, there are people that are saying that his wife and Mrs. Grinch um, in October were in L.A. house hunting, and, and then and then we all are supposed to believe two things we're supposed to believe that a guy that you know could never decide uh, uh, between quarterbacks decided between OU and USC within 12 hours and then also that and this is I think something that people are, are are not really saying we're supposed to assume that USC just left their 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 coaching job open for all that time all the way that close to signing Jay, just in hopes that they would reach out to Lincoln Riley and he'd say yes within 12 hours. It's just, I just, I feel like our intelligence is being insulted every time the conversation is brought up.
0: He's our buddy, Travis Davidson. Follow him on Twitter at Travis Skoll, S K O L. Uh, here's the impossible question to answer Why now, Travis? Why do this article four months after the fact?
2: You know, hon- honestly, um, I think he might be feeling a a bit of legitimate guilt. Uh, And I do believe that, you know, his agent and the people around him are saying, uh, let's do what we can to get some good PR spin on this. I mean, the whole half of the first, or whole first half of the article, it was, I remember when we did this. I remember when we did this. I remember all the good times, all the good, like, like it's almost as if he thinks, oh, you fans are going to read that and say, you know what, you're right. We need to, lay off this guy. We need to stop, you know, ratioing every single one of his tweets. We need to stop posting pictures of him as a snake or his dry brisket or anything like that, or tattoo. Tattoo Baker's favorite one, Lincoln Riley, uh, as a, as a beautiful female. Um, <laughs> I, I, I think maybe uh, I think maybe those things might be either if they're not weighing on him, uh, it may be his agents. Like, hey, let's let's try and get something trying to get something out there to try and slow this down but of course that's only gonna exacerbate the issue Travis I know this is a
1: broad question but what are you most excited about this Saturday at the spring game obviously the correct answer is hosting the post game show here on yeah I guess I should phrase it this way what is the thing you are second most excited about for this weekend
2: oh man honestly just seeing everybody again, man. It's some sense of normalcy. My my normal world is what I consider going to OU games and, and going to Norman and, and and tailgating and seeing all those people. And even though we're just getting it once, uh, and then we got to take the summer off before uh, we ramp it up in the fall, it'll definitely be just just seeing everybody and, and and going to campus for an actual football game and and really seeing how many people are in the stadium. I'm I'm really excited about that. I think it's going to be a great showing.
0: I'm asking you to uh, predict the future, but when uh, we're all, we come on the air at 5 o'clock on Saturday night, who's the, uh, who's the player that you and I are going to look at each other and say, whoa, he looks like a dude? Javante Barnes, Dylan Gabriel? Uh, who, who, who's going to be that guy on
2: Saturday? Oh, man, I'm going to, because of the reports of how windy it is, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use that in my decision-making and probably stay with the ground game. Um, I think Javante, we've heard so much about, so I think that's kind of an easy answer. Uh, how about the uh, how about the walk on, uh, Mr. Uh, Taiwe Walker? Okay, uh, I think uh, it was really cool when he got when he when he accepted uh, his offer when he when he committed. He jumped right into one of our Twitter spaces that night and was like, "Man, this is so cool." He starts following everybody. He talks about the story of you know basically Demarco just called up an old contact in Vegas and said, "Hey, who's your best guy?" And the coach said, I, I got one for you, man. He's good. So, uh, obviously, the, the Ramondre ties are, are there. And I think that was kind of more coincidence. But, uh, yeah, I, I think in a spring game, that's what you kind of look for. You know, I mean, I think those guys are going to get a lot of run, no pun intended, I guess. But I think the wind, you know, if you got 40-mile-an-hour wind gusts, I don't, I don't really expect, you know, Dylan throwing 50-yard bombs on, on the dot. And if he does, then – all well, the more power to him but i'm i'm looking at that run game really
1: you know you know what this man sounds like tyler he sounds like an ouinsider.com vip whoa really 999 <laughs> right. a month is he getting that deal or what yeah uh, no that, Oh, you everybody's probably on a deal we do so many of them but
2: <laughs> tawi right?
1: uh, no, walker man like that is it that's a guy that if you're talking about a walk on that could have an impact for oklahoma in 2022 right now it seems like that guy is at the top of the list, uh, Travis. Before we let you go, uh, what about the defensive side of the ball? Do you think we start to see some of the intricacies of Brent Venables' traditional scheme this weekend, or do you think they'll keep it pretty boilerplate on Saturday just because of the
2: difficulty of the install? Yeah, I think I, I think the the difficulty of the install will slow some things down. Uh, you might see some some things where you say, "Okay, I could." I can see where, where if expanded upon, uh, this could be a really fun look, a really cool look, different blitz packages and things like that. Um, because, you know, offensive install is one thing. Defensive installs also seems like you're having to install culture as well. So you, I feel like you rely a little bit more on culture outside of basically the offensive line on offense, but on the whole defense relies on that kind of cultural turnover as well. Uh, So I think that's what's going to slow it down just a touch. And then uh, I hope uh, by the end of spring uh, and certainly uh, through summer that they're tightening that up a little bit.
0: Hey, last one. This is kind of a uh, roundtable discussion, if you will. Uh, An article on 24-7 Sports, post-spring transfer portal needs for college football's uh, big-name teams. OU's needs via the transfer portal after the spring. See if you guys agree. Quarterback, edge rusher, and running back. You guys good with that? Would you take one out, put one in instead? What what, what do you think, Travis?
2: I would, I would certainly take out running backs. Uh, I think we're, I think we're four deep there pretty comfortably with, uh, with a, a top two uh, already established. But I mean, especially as we've discussed with um, with Walker coming on strong, and then if if you, the worst running back you have is Marcus Major, then you're 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 in pretty good shape. So I don't think we necessarily need to add. A whole another body to that, um, you know. You, you look at you look at kind of on the outside, wide receiver, corner. It looks like our secondary's got some pretty good, um, pretty good depth. And with that, with that cornerback position, I'm excited for Colden to get to town to see what he's got. Um, obviously, DJ Graham kind of fighting for that position. I guess if I had to, I mean, quarterback and edge rusher make the most sense. Um and I would whatever my third position group would be obviously the the least amount of need. What do you think, Parker? Yeah, you know,
1: I would say looking across at the defense as a whole right now, I don't really have concerns about the depth at any one of those position groups. I agree that they need another quarterback and yes. they're in the market yes. for another yes. quarterback. I would say if I am Brent Venables at this point, a lot hinges on what you lose via the portal after spring ball because. Good point. I have been told there are at least a couple guys that are going to hit the portal. I don't know the identities of these guys, so don't get go, don't be trying to play secret agent man on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. I don't know who's hitting the transfer Gray, portal. What he's saying? But uh, I that may come into play for right now though. My three biggest areas of need as far as depth would probably be quarterback. H back, especially if Jason Llewellyn mm-hmm. ends up moving to offensive tackle. Which I, I say H back out of habit. It's tight end now in Norman, Oklahoma, and then I'd maybe look at bringing in another offensive lineman.
2: I think that's where I stand. With that. I'm. Uh, I think yeah, I've, I've got a question. I've got a question real quick. I know I know I'm not the question asking uh, role here, but um, I, I'd be interested to get your guys' thoughts on since we are in the quarterback market to back up Dylan Gabriel. Do you think? Specifically, the transfer portal makes that position extremely hard to go out and find. Hey, you could be a starter a lot of places. We are we have an entrenched starter with some talented young guys, obviously one coming in, Jackson Arnold, one already there, and Nick Evers. Is that why we haven't filled that position because it's such a difficult position in the transfer portal era? I, I don't know if that's
1: why it hasn't been filled yet. I think it has more to do with the fact that it's just easier from a logistics standpoint to get everything ironed out uh, with a transfer post-spring ball as opposed to in the middle of spring ball. So I really just think it's the type of thing where Brent Venables and his staff probably have a red eye on the guys that they want to bring in right now they're just waiting until the conclusion of spring ball so that they can kind of get a clear sense of how it's all going to work, what steps need to be taken and uh, how the procedure needs to go. To back.
0: Travis's question, I don't think that they're going to get a like real legitimate proven guy in the portal. And there may not be a, yeah. a proven guy in the portal, you know, regardless, but I I mean you're you're just not you're not going to get someone that is going to look like one of the better quarterbacks in the country. You're you're going to get a guy that you know, is knows that he's going to be a backup quarterback here. I, I mean, he got to temper your expectations, I think, a little bit as to what you're going to get uh, via the portal when it comes to quarterback. But hey, good stuff, man. And uh, I can't, I can't wait to do this post game show on Saturday. It's going to be fun.
2: Uh, I'm, I'm stoked about it. I am stoked about it. Looking forward to it, guys. Thanks again for having me. There you
0: go, Travis Davidson at Travis Skoll, S K O L on Twitter. He'll be with us. From Yo Pablo on Campus Corner, five to seven for our post game show. Uh, the pregame show, Bow Four of Norman on Campus Corner. That's eleven thirty to one thirty. So we'll be out and about on Saturday before and after the game on Campus Corner. Come by and say hello. More of your text on the other side. We'll close up locked in on the other side. thirty four thirty four thirty four thirty nine. It is the ref. We're the Homosader fans. All right, final segment of Locked In with McComas and Thune. Elite Roofing Systems bringing you this hour of Locked In. They're serving all of Oklahoma's roofing needs. Locally owned and operated, headquartered in Norman and Tulsa, and serving customers in the greater Oklahoma City area since 2010. Give them a call, OKC Area, 405-361-3094. Tulsa, 918-984-5475. EliteRoofing.com, Elite Roofing Systems bringing you this hour of Locked In. Uh, I saw you tweeting about something, and it caught my attention. Uh, Dylan Gabriel has tweeted out about it as well. Mm-hmm. There is a UCF wide receiver in the transfer portal,
1: Jalen Robinson, a former OU wide receiver. Yeah, um, in the transfer portal. At what that. is the uh, what's the deal here? Got, got yeah, a chance? I, I, I mean, I, here's the thing: Whenever you see a guy who's been productive at the FBS level and has ties to OU, he played for the team in 2018. You take note. And am I saying OU is in the mix for Jalen Robinson? No. But that is the type of player that you would look at and say, okay, logically that makes sense. That's the type of guy that OU would go and pursue. Somebody that has familiarity not just with OU, Tyler, but with Dylan Gabriel as well and Jeff Lebby for that matter. So there are a lot of ties there, a lot of connections that could make Oklahoma a very immediate and very hefty player in Jalen Robinson's recruitment now that he's in the transfer portal.
0: Yeah, so. I, I, I mean, I, I think we'd all agree they don't necessarily need immediate help at wide receiver. Um, there's some other positions where you would rather have a you know high-end type of talent come in via the portal, but... If you've got a spot for him, I mean, why not Parker? Especially if he has familiarity with the quarterback.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying, and not just familiarity with the quarterback, but with the OC and yep. with the program. So, uh, like, it it makes a ton of sense. That doesn't mean it's going to happen, but on paper, it makes a ton of sense. Jae Hall uh, officially picks Texas. Talked about
0: that yesterday. Have fun with uh, that, Horns. LSU, fifteen. 15- uh transfers via or they uh, they signed 15 transfers in the portal this off season that led all of college football. So, Brian Kelly heavily heavily invested uh this season in the transfer portal. We'll see if it works out in Baton Rouge. But I don't know, Parker. I'm kind of uh I'm kind of worried that this is going to go real bad for old Coach
1: Kelly at LSU. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to say cuz Brian Kelly, I do think is a really good football coach. And LSU is a good place to be able to recruit talent. It's It just feels – there's something about that fit that just feels odd to me. And I know Nick Saban wasn't a supernatural fit at LSU either, but it still just seems like round peg in a square hole type of thing. Totally agree. 5
0: p.m., Baker Mayfield hops on the rush. The rush coming up next. Keep it locked on the ref for the homeless Sooner fans.